Hello everyone, welcome to Champ Man Game Week 4 Preview. Wanted to get this recording in nice and early, um, partially for myself just to um, register my sort of gut feel and early early thoughts on the game week um, before you know we start to get some sim data, before we get any leaks and um, of course before they even stream so um, we find out about any injuries. So do also take that in mind that a lot of this information could end up being very outdated very soon, but I like I like recording it early just so I've got my gut feel on tape really, and then see how much it influences it. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing if it does get influenced. I think the work that these guys do around the sims and stuff is fantastic. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Man On guys uh, and Makoko's sim data this week was very very good, which is incredible really when you think they're working from hundreds of different game files and you know not not our sim. Um, you know, the, the games that they sim are at different stages in the season. You know, I don't even know if they're all season three. I think in most cases they've managed to do that. But the reps and abilities of teams have changed. You know, everything is, is so hard and complicated to try and get as accurately as you can. And yet they're hitting such accurate results on their sims, which really does just reinforce it for me. That, um, you know, above all other factors, the fixture, the matchup, having the reps that are... At, the uh, abilities and stuff as close as you can, getting the 11s as close as you can and playing that fixture out sort of trumps anything else in the game um, in terms of its predictability. So um, it could just be a one-off. I mean, there will be other weeks where it completely goes against that, but I think it's really incredible. I think Makoko could hit something like 15 out of 18 of his top scorers, um, of his highest predicted point scorers, were actually the highest predicted point scorers, which is just insanity, really. Um, but it did feel like a game where it was um, a classic Champman game week this week, doesn't it? It was fantastic. In, you know, not just the fact that there was loads of goals. That's great because the first two weeks were kind of slow. Um, but also the games kind of went to type, um, which is is what's so great about Champman is although they take away elements of planning from us because we get lots of injuries and random people miss out and stuff, you can at least target fixtures and hope that they usually go um, the way that they should do on the paper. And it felt like that this week. Anyway, enough rambling um, about all that. Let's try and get this preview over, hopefully, in about 20 minutes, if we can do. Uh, last thing I want to say before I do that, actually, is just well done to Captain Panda, all the guys. You know, the guys on the um, on the actual stream were fantastic as well. Benno, uh, Martin, top, top work, really enjoyable. I can't believe how <laughs> nerve-wracking it is seeing the... Um, the text come up and working out whether your player's scored, whether he's missed, whether your clean sheet's about to go bust. It's it's honestly incredible. I don't know if my heart can take it though, to be honest. Right, let's get on with it. I'm already rambling. So I'm just going to go through the order of the games on the website, on the Gaffer website, and just see what comes to me really. So Middlesbrough at home to Watford, we start off with. Um, this looks like a very good game on paper, doesn't it? Watford are dreadful in defence. They've lost Vega until, I think it says game week 11 on the site. That's really, really hurt them. Um, I mean, he's not ridiculously good Vega or anything, but he's he's comfortably their best centre-back. And obviously that, combined with Galley missing out, just makes their defence very, very uh, ropey. I'd expect in this game, Middlesbrough have a, a very good, de decent chance for a clean sheet. I never like predicting clean sheets in champ. It doesn't happen that often, but you would hope that Middlesbrough could get one. Um, obviously, the double got busted this week, but I think we've got a better chance this week of it happening. 
Um, I, you don't need me to mention the names that are good here. Everyone knows that Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough have got very, very good players in certain areas, both the wingers, both the strikers, uh, both the centre-backs. You could argue Fester for penalties. You know, Atherton does well on bonus. You could even say they're keeper if you really wanted to. Um, Miller and Marinelli both have upside potential. The only things of note is Ricard um, seemed to have taken a penalty over Miller in Europe. Um, Fester was off the pitch though, so Fester's still ahead. But then when it comes to the next penalty, it could be Ricard that takes him over, over Miller, which is another string to his bow, I guess. Um, there's no guarantee that Miller doesn't just take it over Ricard next time, such as this game. Or a random off the bench that we don't know about has got a really high penalty stat. Um, but it's just another factor. They also just released um, that Boxic picked up an injury in Europe or something um, in the in the qualifiers for internationals. So to me, they're only mentioning that because it's going to have a factor here. They will have simmed up to the uh, day one go of this game week. So they'll already know whether he is either injured or low condition or whatnot. Now, there was two weeks in between there, but like I say, I, I don't think they would have mentioned it unless it was a factor. So it'll be interesting to see. It could be that he's out of this game or, um, yeah, really low condition. If he's low condition, I think it's fine just to to start him. He might come off early, but you could get lucky and he could score in the 50, 60 minutes. You know, if he's below 70% condition, he's not going to play. In my experience, they don't, similar to Viduka. I'm not saying it's impossible because it's Champman, but I, I just I don't think I've ever seen it. So... Uh, be surprised um, and if he is out then obviously Whelan at 5 million who is actually fairly handy in the game is a, is a good differential this week um, you know depending on the length of injury as well he could actually be a decent purchase let's say Boxers is suddenly out for 7 months or something ridiculous then Whelan at 5 million becomes template doesn't he straight away even though the games are pretty bad after this I think and that's another thing actually I'm looking at this game week in isolation I'm not really looking in into the future too much Mostly because my plan at the moment is probably to game week, uh, game week five wild cards. So, um, yeah, apologies for not looking too far ahead. Make sure you do do that when you're talking about or thinking about your transfers, because my aim here is just to preview this game week. Really, sometimes I'll look for two or three weeks if it makes sense to, but um, I'm being selfish here and just looking at this one and trying to keep it short enough. Uh, if you've got Watford players, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be very confident this week. Obviously, they could score if you got the strikers, but. It's not a good game. I'd probably look to do everything I can not to play them. Let's move on. Man City, Norwich. This is another really good game on paper. Man City obviously played fantastically last week against Arsenal. Um, do think they are dark horses. A lot of the Simmers keep mentioning they underperformed massively last year compared to what they're capable of. Um, Norwich, yeah, they've been doing well, but they lost 2-0 at home to Sunderland. Um you know, sim data over the season shows that Norwich ship a hell of a lot of goals and are pretty terrible. Um, so I think, on paper at least, this game looks like a comfortable win for Man City. Um, again, they could get a clean sheet here. And I think in terms of the sort of transfers and players to target, I've got Kewlin sat in my team um, and I've got no bench whatsoever this week. And that includes starting two four million defenders who may not play in Breen and Mills. I have to assume Mills is four million for a reason, right? Um, and that's without any other news of anything else and anyone else who could randomly miss out. So my team's actually not looking too great this week as a result of that Blackburn-Chelsea game getting called off really hurt me. Losing two Blackburn players and then obviously losing Kuehl to suspension. So uh, yeah, Kuehl out makes sense to me and 
Man City midfielders are probably top of my my list right now. Um, in terms of preference, I think it's actually really hard. Jermaine Wright's come in and is doing well. We know he's a really good pick when he's given the minutes. But more importantly than that, he's, he was taking a lot of the uh, free kicks as well, which Tiato did have. Uh, one shot did take one as well. But I think that's closer to goal, shot on goal. I'm talking about the ones that would set people up. Uh, so Jermaine Wright seems to have taken a hand of set of set pieces from Tiato, so weakening Tiato slightly, uh, and he's he's gained them. Obviously, he scored some goals as well. And then you've got Svensson on the right, who uh, looks like a good option, and he seems to be taking the corners. Now, again, there's no guarantee that stays that way. They could all chop and change them, but it looks like all of those midfielders, even um, Flickcroft at five million, looks like he could be value. Obviously, I'm not going to be targeting value for my transfer, so. I think Svensson, Wright and Tiato, who has pens, they've all got a piece of the set pieces there at home to Norwich in some way. Um, you know, they've all got pluses of wing spots and stuff like that. So I don't think there's a clear standout. I'd have to look at sim data and stuff and to help me there to see which one I'd likely pick. My gut feel is Tiato for penalties, uh, but I do like the sound of Wright and Svensson as well. So could easily go there. And if I don't wildcard in game week five, um, it makes sense to try and go as cheap as I can there, i.e. right or someone like that, just to keep some money in the bank if I think they're all quite equal. We'll see. Let's move on. Spurs versus Leeds. Um, Leeds and Man United, I guess, go in this category where their players offer a captain virtually in every single game that they play because they're just the two best sides in the league for goals and attacking. So there's no change here. You know, Sometimes the fixture will be bad enough where we can maybe write it off, but even in away games such as this, Leeds still stand out. Um, Spurs have started the season well. You know, They're at home. Do I expect them to score? Probably. Do I expect them to win? No. Um, I would have thought Leeds would still win. Um, it's not a given because the home advantage is massive in this game, right? But I think Leeds could win 2-1, 3-1. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they won 4-1, something like that. And therefore... Assuming Viduka is back, Larson, uh, these guys are just great captains again. I mean, they're strikers for the one of the better teams in the league against a fairly poor side. Um, you know, and in Larson's case, potentially penalties if Hart misses out, etc. So, um, yeah, I still really, really like their options. Another thing to look out for is Boya might be back according to the site here. I don't know what his condition will be like, um, but he's just one to look out for. I wouldn't necessarily go straight in there. Depends. Um, but that price and what he's capable of, he is definitely one to look out for for the season. Uh, if you've got any Spurs players, obviously they're at home, you just play them right. Um, wouldn't expect too much from them, but certainly their strikers could score a goal or something. Uh, let's move on. So Aston Villa, Sunderland. This is a pretty good game for for Villa, I think. Um, Sunderland away from home usually are pretty leaky. I know they won 2-0 versus Norwich, but I think that says more about Norwich than anything else. Um, I would I would expect that Villa will score two or three goals here probably um, if they get it right. I think Sunderland can score as well. I mean Villa just seemed to to, to do that to ship goals. Um, you know even though the defense is pretty good, they seem to to ship the odd one. So yeah, if you're sat there with Libra or Phillips, I think it's okay. I think they're all right. Um, you know same for Teal, Arca, etc. Uh, but for Villa themselves, they could they could offer an alternative captain. I mean, if Dublin is 100% and he went off last game week, I think he was just subbed rather than injured. Now there's two weeks in between. So um, if there's been no other shenanigans, he should be at 100% ready to go. Balaban, I have no idea. I think he's also due, game, uh, due back game week four. I don't know if that means he'll be orange flagged or whether he'll be 100% or low condition or whatnot. 
So it'll be very interesting to see. If they're both 100%, I don't think we can say for sure which one will play yet. Now, the injuries can have a big say on it, I think, because, um, you know, if a player's out and unhappy and are not playing, um, even though they're injured, which is silly in this game, sometimes it can affect the AI picking them. Um, as we've seen before, players that are unhappy just sometimes don't get the nod. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on there. We could do with a team leap there, really, um, to see whether Dublin or Balaban plays. Um, Angel is is pretty much nailed. Um, so, yeah, if you've got him, then happy days. He's still a very good pick for this week. But Dublin, for example, he's just an outs- you know, he's outstanding, really, if he plays. So could he score two or three goals in this game if he starts? Absolutely, he could. So one to, to look out for. Hopefully we get some sort of clue. Uh, where are we? Newcastle, Manchester United. Okay, so with this game, Man United um, have historically done very, very well against Newcastle. They've uh, battered them when they had their previous manager, uh, Robson. Um, sorry, my missus just interrupted me outside, distracted me. Anyway, uh, yeah, they've historically battered them. Um, under Kinnear... It's still obviously very possible. They play long ball, so they'll keep giving the ball back to Man United. Um, so it just depends what, what Man United turn up. I would expect here that Newcastle, being at home, they're very secure usually to score a goal. And again, that man Shearer, if you've got him in your team, I wouldn't just panic and think, because it's Man United, I need to get him out. I think he could quite comfortably score in this game. Any home game that Shearer's involved, he's always in the frame to score. So I think you could just leave him in for this one, to be honest with you, and hope he gets a goal. Yeah, I, I can also see the argument to say chip him to someone like One Chop or whoever else, who I think is a great captain option for the Norwich game as well. I actually failed to mention that, didn't I? One Chop is very much in the frame for captain for that game for me. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you could you could do that, but leaving him is also an option if you've got other fires. I think that's fine. I wouldn't panic. As for Man United, you know, like I said right at the start, their players offer great captains every single week. Uh, Van Nistelrooy in this game in this game week is probably the standout captain again uh, even though it's an away game he could easily score two or three goals here um, he's one I'm definitely fearful of probably wish I had in my team um, so yeah I'd be worried about him same for Verón. I know he's been poor so far but he could do fine in this game uh, and is potentially a captain I would prefer to captain a striker particularly in an away game over a midfielder um, but I think they're both decent options just one thing on Verón that, w- that was noticed by a few Chadwick seemed to be taking corners. Um, you know, the free kicks, corners and stuff that Verod has a monopoly of, I was expected to when, when Beckham left particularly. Doesn't seem to have happened as of yet. Um, again, that could change week to week. Maybe it'll be gigs on corners next week. Maybe it will Nedved. But the point is they've got a lot of midfielders there who are very, very uh, high up on the stats for set pieces and corners. Um, so if Verón's going to keep having some of those taken away from him, it does lessen him slightly. Um, obviously he's still on pens and stuff so I still think he's a fantastic option don't get me wrong um, but yeah it's just something to note if Chadwick at 9 million is getting corners as well and he keeps them then potentially he could have like that Dennis Wise season in season one where let's say he has a good season anyway from open play does okay maybe he gets like you know seven goals uh, eight assists something like that and then he starts taking corners and they gets a lucky Dennis Wise season and hits 10 or 11 assists on top of that as a result of the corners, then suddenly he becomes incredible value and that's a little bit of a luck factor. So that adds to him. And I mentioned about me having Kuehl. I also have 0.5 in the bank. 
So for me, the standout options as I've gone through so far for my transfer, I've already got three middles, but I wouldn't look at that. So it's one, it's a Man City midfielder, um, or it would be looking at Chadwick um, for this game. Again, I'll probably be guided a little bit by the sim data there. Let's move on. I don't know how long I've been going, but hopefully it's not that long. Everton-Arsenal. Um, this game is potentially chaos. Um, Arsenal, when they're away from home, as we've seen, can ship a whole load of goals. Uh, or they could they could just turn it round and they could win 4-0. They are one of the crazier teams away from home because they always attack. Usually that's a good thing because their team is very, very good. Um, and they can overpower the team, the other teams. But because of a lot of the sales they've got, their team's a bit ropey in all sorts of areas. You know, the defence is not really up to it. Um, you know, they, they're rotating quite a lot in midfield as well. So who knows what we're going to get here, honestly. One thing to note for Everton is that I think Panda and Captain have both got one of the wing-backs in their dead team, which is Naismith uh, and McAteer. And I think I'm right in saying that one of those two has either got goal, assist or bonus in all of Everton's games so far. I think they've interchanged who it's been. So a home game versus Arsenal. Um, the wing-backs there, they could do absolutely fine again. I think Christie could do well. I don't think it's a bad game for Everton, for at least for attacking output. Will they keep a clean sheet? Probably not. I expect both teams will comfortably score here. And likewise for Arsenal, I think uh, Henri, Jeffers, Perez... Uh, are all are all fine picks here um you know certainly the last two aren't necessarily nailed but they could easily score are they the better options than some of the other guys have talked about probably not but equally could either of them just score a hat-trick i mean they they could right so again i wouldn't panic having arsenal players in your team let's move on to bradford bolton Bradford Bolton. To me, this game actually stands out as a pretty good game for Bradford. There's not going to be many over the season where Bradford have got a decent game when they're at home, you know, to a side that's uh, maybe just a little bit better than them, equal or less. You know, it doesn't happen that often. Um, Bolton are not particularly good away. They obviously overperformed massively season two. Um, both teams to score looks looks likely here as well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Bolton could just rip it. Obviously, if Gardner does does his thing, then um, Bradford are in trouble. But aside from that, I think Bradford might actually win this game. I think it's a decent game for him on paper. Um, I would expect maybe two two goals, possibly even three here. Um, being a bit outlandish, but I, I think that might happen. Um, it's been noted before by CM Fantasy in his previous videos in previous seasons that centre midfielders do pretty well against Bolton for some reason. Now, that could just be pure variance. It could just not be a thing, but it could be a thing. Uh, I think he noted that Petit, for example, did very well against them and, and various other names. Now, last week, uh, Holt for Newcastle got goal assist man of the match against Bolton uh, from centre midfield. So here, I think Hyde is actually a pretty good player in this game. He's got a, a side of set pieces. Um, they've priced him at the lofty six million, which for a Bradford midfielder, especially when they put her extra at five, um, tells a story. It, it tells us that Hyde did a lot better than all their other midfielders to me. I, I don't see any other reason why they would price him that highly. Um, so he's a centre midfielder, obviously. So he's another name that I may consider uh, for the one-week punt. I think Hoextra is fine as well. You know, potentially there's it's a four-four-two versus three-five-two. So what we have known in the past is that wingers do well in this scenario because it's an overload on the on the on the wings with a full back and a winger versus just one wing back. 
Um, but yeah, Bolton seem to have this quirk of the centre midfielders as well. So I'd probably I'd probably edge Hyde based on prices and just this uh, centre midfield thing. And obviously he's got a bit of set pieces as well. So yeah, one to look out for. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, Jess as well up front, you know, um, on penalties, we think. So in fact, he did take a penalty, didn't he? So um, yeah, another okay option to leave in your side. Coventry Liverpool. Um, this game again, when Liverpool are involved, they're usually pretty dull. Coventry, I imagine, will even though they they get a home advantage, they'll probably struggle to score in a game against such a good side. Um, you know, if if Liverpool have decided to play Risa at centre back again, um, or they've got some injuries or whatnot, then obviously that can affect it, and they could maybe get a goal. But I do think Liverpool are. You know, as rare as this as this is for away sides to clean sheet, keep clean sheets, they're in the frame. I think they could do okay. I think Hippia, as we saw this week, you know, that having penalties in his locker, a bonus clean sheets, he's another option that I'd like to have this week, even though it's away. I think that Liverpool could clean. Another thing I noticed was that Owen got a lot of chances against Chelsea. Now, Owen historically... Um, starts to improve a lot in the game. He's already fantastic when he first starts in terms of stats, but he's also extremely young. Come season two, season three, he often ends up topping the goal-scoring charts um, and is priced that way for a reason. He is really, really good in this game. It's obviously the injuries that hold him back. So if he can stay fit, a player to be getting sort of four, I think it was like five, six opportunities in the end um, against Chelsea centre-backs who have got really high positioning um, and just really good centre-backs. Getting the chances is obviously a skill. Um, and I know, yeah, it was a home game. But that's quite standout to me that he was getting loads and loads of chances. In the end, he did manage to score. So I think Owen's one to look out for. And in this game, yeah, I wouldn't target Owen and go and get an away striker particularly. Especially when there's other options available. But I wouldn't be surprised if he scored in this and started looking good. Equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he went off injured. And that's always the problem with him. But yeah, Hippier and Owen, I think, are good options for this game. Uh, hoping Hedman will just pull out another worldy performance or get loads of saves. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be hanging my hat on it. Uh, Ipswich and Leicester. Um, I'm fair hopeful, I should say, of a clean sheet here for Ipswich. Um, I've got potentially having to play two Ipswich defenders myself in Tariko and Breen. Um, you know that's even if Breen starts. I think Breen actually scored in the inter- in the international games they showed as well as obviously this week on my bench. Um, he's he's just so good if he can actually play at that price. He would he would be a fantastic pick. You know he does get bonus. He's obviously got a little bit of a goal for it. Um, you know he plays in a team where the strikers don't really get much bonus or score. So he's kind of perfect, really. He's kind of similar-ish to Ryderson season one in that regard. Um, goal threatens and bonus. And those two together playing could be great. Obviously, Ryderson's like five and a half million or six million or whatever he is, and, and Breen being four million just in- instantly makes him a lot better. Um, but we still don't know that he, he's going to continue to start and play. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the concern there, given his price. If he does, I think he could be a good option here. And, and likewise for Tariko, he seems to be taking some set pieces. Um, I would think that Ipswich could win maybe 2-0, 1-0, something like that. I think the game will be quite dire. Um, Leicester could obviously score, but I wouldn't want any Leicester players in my team for this week, I don't think. Um, 
yeah, I think that's just about it. I can't really think of anything else to say. How long have I been going for? Let's have a look. 23 minutes. Okay, that seems okay. Um, okay, well, there you go, guys. That's my early thoughts. And like I say, they'll very much be influenced as they go through the week. Um, have a good week stewing over your decisions. Uh, let me know some feedback. Uh, do it without any planning. I'm actually laying here in bed because I'm on night shifts tonight. Having not drunk any water and my throat's killing me. But anyway, enough about my problems. <laughs> um, I'll see you on the next one, guys. Catch you later.